0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues.
1: An American pastor held prisoner in Iran going on its third year. Pastor Saeed Abedini is being held and we're going to interview his wife, Nagme Abedini. This is a news making interview. You're gonna love this.
0: Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps.
1: God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a newsmaking interview with Nagme Abedini, who is the American wife of an American pastor who is still being held prisoner in Iran after now two years going on its third year of captivity. And let's get right to our Skype interview. Live with us today is my new friend, Nagme Abedini. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you. So you are joining us from, uh, you live in the Northwest?
2: Yes, I live in Idaho
1: in Idaho, and your husband, Pastor Saeed Abedini, is an American citizen, he's a pastor, but he's also being held prisoner in Iran. First of all, uh, let me express my profound condolences for the tragedy and the difficulty that you and your family are going through. Uh, Can you talk, first of all, just by way of introduction, uh, who is Pastor Saeed Abedini?
2: Well, Saeed was born in a Muslim family, converted to Islam uh, from Islam to Christianity in the year 2000. He was 20 years old. Um, soon he, soon after that, he was um, went uh, went to an actually government monitored and approved Bible school inside of Iran by um, which was uh, um, under a um, church, a government approved church. There, he was involved with the house churches. Um, I. Uh, met him in the year 2002 after I'd gone to Iran from the States here from Idaho and um, we met got married and came to the States together we left Iran in 2005 when Ahmadinejad became president uh, and the persecution of Christians were both converts from Islam to Christianity so when Ahmadinejad became president of Iran it got more intense for Christians we left we came to the States and um, went back in the year 2009, um, and by the encouragement of the Iranian government started an orphanage with the Iranian government. And Said had traveled more than nine, ten times to Iran from 2009 until 2012. And um, unfortunately, um, on June of 2012, Said left our family here in the States to go finish um, the orphanage we'd been working on with the Iranian government, and he never returned.
1: So you were both born in Iran as, uh, as Muslims, you were raised in a Muslim family, but then you converted to Christianity before you came to America.
2: No, so I, uh, I actually came to America in the mid-80s, and as a child, I, um, I converted to Christianity in, uh, when I was nine years old, and grew up here, and actually went back to Iran uh, uh, in the late 2001 and uh, met Saeed in 2002, but Saeed was born and raised in Iran and converted in Iran when he was 20 years old, in the year 2000.
1: And describe the process of becoming American citizens. Did you request asylum, or was there some persecution?
2: No, I was, since I was raised in the States, um, I was automatically a uh, U.S. citizen through my parents, because we lived here um, when I was under the age of 18, um, and... I think because we were under 18, my, when my parents became citizens after five years of being in the States, we, um, my siblings and I automatically became citizens. And when did to become a citizen? He became a citizen through his marriage to me.
1: Okay. So congratulations. We're glad to have you in America, especially in Idaho. Uh, there are many strong Christians there, and you continued your Christian ministry in America, in Idaho, with occasional trips to Iran, like you said, to build the orphanage there. Uh, what is your ministry about? What is the focus of, of your pastoral ministry with your husband?
2: Well, Syed's, uh focused since he was born and actually raised there and became a pastor, um, was a, a church, uh, house church pastor. His main ministry was with the Muslim Muslim community. Um, you know, he would, um, just with the house churches, with you know, ga- gatherings, he was teaching, teaching the believers there, and uh, here, in, uh, when we came to the States, his passion was also to reach the Muslims here in the United States, um, and um, because of, again, because of the governments becoming more intense with the Christians in Iran, his passion was still to be, uh, to uh, serve the people of Iran, so because Um, of the uh, the intense persecutions on Christianity, we um, worked with the Iranian government in other um, uh, more humanitarian effort than house church. So we were working with them on orphanage, and the kids were again, um, the kids that we were uh, accepting into our orphanage were Muslim kids.
1: So you're trying to serve children, and thank God for your ministry to to Muslims, and as a teacher, and your husband, Pastor Saeed Abedini, was over there uh, with permission from the government as an encouraged. American citizen returning to his homeland uh, in a cooperative environment. How did you receive the news that he had been arrested? And was that obviously shocking to you? What was your reaction when you heard?
2: It was shocking. Uh, he'd been encouraged by the Iranian government to um, work on this orphanage, help the people of Iran. and. Um, He left in June of 2012. We said a quick goodbye at the airport. I told him, I'll see you in a few weeks. He was only supposed to be gone less than a month. And in July of 2012, when he was supposed to fly back, he called me and he said, they're not letting me leave the country. Um, They said you know they have some questions and he was waiting for answers. He was put under house arrest, waiting to see why they were not letting him leave the country and in September of 2012, I got a call from Said's mom on september twenty sixth It was midnight our time it was early in the morning Iran time, and she was hysterical she said um she said they've taken my son, and I guess five revolutionary guards she was explaining came, raided right the house. he was staying with his parents in iran um they took him, and um that's how I heard the news through a phone call through his his parents, his mom
1: well, that must have been tragic for her to experience that and shocking for you to receive that news by telephone. We're gonna take a short break and when we come back, we're gonna ask Nagme about the treatment that Pastor Saeed has received in Iran and the the legal process there that she's already uh, heard about him experiencing. We'll be right back after this short break.
2: Discerning the spirits that rule our politicians, Dr. Chaps will be right back.
1: Do you care about defending religious liberty? I know you do. And that's why I'm asking you to take action today. Don't just sit there, but do something. (laughs) Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and sign a petition that we'll fax to Congress on your behalf. In fact, there are three specific petitions I want you to sign to defend military chaplains who are under fire. The first is to support HR 343. This is a bill introduced in Congress by my friend, Congressman Walter Jones of North Carolina, to protect free speech for military chaplains who are sometimes punished if they use the word Jesus in their prayers. Well, if you know my story, you know that I was punished in 2006, uh, even at court-martial because I used the word Jesus in my prayers in uniform in front of the White House. Well, I was later vindicated by Congress who said it's okay for me to do that, but did you know 65 other chaplains are now suing the Navy? I was not the only person. Our second petition I want you to sign is to protect military chapel buildings, which are being desecrated, Christian altars, Catholic or Protestant, are being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies in all 50 states under this order by the Obama Obama administration. Well, that deprives all of our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marines of a sacred worship space, which ought to be protected, and instead they're gonna punish the chaplain if he won't turn over the keys to his chapel. Here's another petition I want you to sign, and this is to stop threatening court-martial for troops who talk about Jesus. Even recently, the Pentagon is saying, oh, we're gonna threaten you with a crime of proselytizing. No, that's not right. Any soldier ought to be able to talk about his or her faith in Jesus Christ, and to have that same religious freedom of speech that we sacrifice to give for others. When you sign these petitions, we will fax them to Congress, and it's free. I want you to take action today. Sign these three important petitions at PrayInJesusName.org, go there today.
0: Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, today is a special show about Pastor Saeed Abedini, an American citizen pastor being held prisoner in Iran. We're joined again by his lovely wife, Nagmeh, from Idaho via Skype. Welcome back, Mrs. Abedini. Thank you. So before the break, we talked about the process of your husband going to Iran, where he was born, and having the government's permission to help build an orphanage there, but surprise, he was arrested and put in jail. What was he accused of? And because he's an American citizen, was there... Uh, ever any accusation of working for the American government, or is he ac- accused of religious crimes, or why did they say they put him in jail?
2: Well, uh, they didn't say he was a spy or any, uh, he was um, doing anything political in that way. Um, they charged him with undermining the national security of Iran through gatherings with other Christians in houses. So they did Which, not
1: say he was working for the American government, he was not spying, he was no. not accused of, in fact, as far as, as far as you and I know, he does not work for the American government, he was just doing religious work. How does that undermine the security of Iran?
2: The Iranian government treats any religious minorities, Jews, Christians, Baha'i's, as a political threat, so they see any, uh, any religious minority they consider um, their presence as undermining the national security of Iran, even though uh, again, house church gatherings um, are uh, protected and allowed by the Iranian law, and um, they they said, well, uh, when Christians gather, when you know they're actually undermining the national security of Iran, it doesn't make sense. Um, it's, they could find no evidence where in any of these gatherings uh, where Saeed was involved, there was any negative talking about the Iranian government. It was all about their worship, prayer, it was like a Bible study. And uh, either way, they charge religious minorities in Iran with political charges, and all the other religious minorities face the same charges. They're always charged with national security, uh, threats to national security.
1: So it is basically because he is a Christian, uh, not because he is an American, but because he's helping with these house church meetings, which are technically legal under Iranian law. Uh, is the Iranian well, government, uh, are the, is it a Muslim government? Or could...
2: It is a Muslim, Islam, Iran is Islamic, gov- uh, Islamic um, uh, government, it's, it's an Islamic government, it's Islamic Republic of Iran, but being an American didn't help. Um, I, I do believe he, you know, according to Iran's own admission, he didn't break any law. He had, and they they had to go back to 13, 14 years earlier when he had converted in the year 2000. And um, I think I, I think he was just taken as as a, as um, uh, as as hostage, honestly, um, for um, to have leverage with the U.S. But they didn't say he's he's broken any law. Um, they've charged him. He he had traveled more than 10 times from 2009 until 2012 with no problems. He was working on the orphanage. Um, The Iranian government was allowing him to uh, travel back and forth with no problems and suddenly in in July of 2012 they um, prevented him from leaving the country and in September of 2012 they took him.
1: Was he afforded legal rights? Did he have for example an arabic speaking lawyer uh was he allowed contact he with was, american lawyers uh
2: no he 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 was uh, he was it, it's most lawyers in iran do not want to represent um political um cases like Saeed's because uh, a lot of human rights lawyers are thrown in prison as well uh so it was hard even finding a lawyer that would represent Saeed and uh and we they, we were able to have a lawyer represent him, even though he was only allowed to see site the night before the trial. They didn't let him have any access to site until the night before the trial. They had a few hours together to prepare. And one day in court for their defense, um, Saeed, you know, presented his defense. The lawyer presented defense for site and within a week, he was charged to eight years in prison.
1: So he was found guilty of what specifically?
2: Undermining the, the only charge was undermining the national security of Iran through house gatherings that had happened 13 years earlier.
1: Well, that's very sad. Uh, it sounds like injustice to me. The yes. idea of worshiping Christ in somebody's home is not a crime, obviously.
2: Uh, no. And so it's to- not a crime in Iran. It's protected by the Iranian constitution and law.
1: Well, in this way, uh, although this is very unsettling, I wanna say congratulations for joining the prophets of the Bible. In this way, you are being persecuted unfairly. Jesus says, uh, great is your reward in heaven for this is how they treated the prophets which came before you. Now that Said is in prison, have you had much contact with him and what kind of conditions is he experiencing?
2: Well, the Iranian government um, hasn't allowed contact. I haven't been able to travel back to Iran. His parents were visiting him uh, in prison and providing updates. Um, but the last three weeks, his his Saeed's mom had to f- flee Iran because of threats against her, because she's also a convert. Um, Saeed's father was in the States visiting um, family here. And so for the last three weeks, there's been no updates and no visitation with Saeed, which has been very hard. Um, but he, his condition, he was tortured the first um, few months and told if he denies his um, Christian faith and returns to Islam, he would go free. He did not. And so he's had a lot of internal injuries and pains and bleedings because of those um, few months, especially of, of uh, uh, and he was put in um, solitary. He was, he was interrogated, beaten, and um, he still continues to have a lot of pain and, and uh, issues physically.
1: And he has uh, access to doctors, or at some point was he transferred to a medical facility?
2: He, uh, after uh, pushing for treatment, they finally tr- uh, transferred him, hospitalized him in in March of this year. But they would not let the treat; they would not give him the treatment he needed, the surgeries he needed for um, his internal injuries, and um, they you know, gave him a few medication. He was recovering better at the hospital because of the nutrition and, and the environment. But in May of 2014, this this year, um, they beat him and they returned him to the hosp- um, prison.
1: We're gonna take another short break. And when we come back, I'm gonna talk with Nagme Abedini about what's coming up next. Are there appeals and legal hearings? I know uh, ACLJ and Jay Sekula have been involved. We'll answer those questions after this short break.
0: Making your voice heard in our nation's capital. Dr. Chaps will be right back.
1: Do you care about defending religious liberty? I know you do. And that's why I'm asking you to take action today. Don't just sit there, but do something. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and sign a petition that we'll fax to Congress on your behalf. In fact, There are three specific petitions I want you to sign to defend military chaplains who are under fire. The first is to support HR 343. This is a bill introduced in Congress by my friend, Congressman Walter Jones of North Carolina to protect free speech for military chaplains who are sometimes punished if they use the word Jesus in their prayers. Well, if you know my story, you know that I was punished in 2006 Uh, even at court-martial because I used the word Jesus in my prayers in uniform in front of the White House. I was later vindicated by Congress who said it's okay for me to do that, but did you know 65 other chaplains are now suing the Navy? I was not the only person. Our second petition I want you to sign is to protect military chapel buildings which are being desecrated. Christian altars, Catholic or Protestant, are being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies in all 50 states under this order by the Obama administration. Well, that deprives all of our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marines of a sacred worship space which ought to be protected, and instead they're gonna punish the chaplain if he won't turn over the keys to his chapel. Here's another petition I want you to sign, and this is to stop threatening court-martial for troops who talk about Jesus. Even recently, the Pentagon is saying, oh, we're gonna threaten you with a crime of proselytizing. No, that's not right. Any soldier ought to be able to talk about his or her faith in Jesus Christ and to have that same religious freedom of speech that we sacrifice to give for others. When you sign these petitions, we will fax them to Congress and it's free. I want you to take action today. Sign these three important petitions at PrayInJesusName.org, go there today. Welcome back for our last segment here. I'm joined again by Nagme Abedini, live from Idaho via Skype. Welcome back, Mrs. Abedini. So I wanna personally thank you again for your sacrifice and your faithfulness to your husband, your Christian ministry to orphans in Iran and the persecution that your family has had to endure. Now you've been, again, without contact with your husband for the last three weeks. His parents have had to come to America because now they're being persecuted. Uh, Where do you see this going? Do you have any friends that are able to help you connect, or is your lawyer able to appeal? What comes up next in the legal process?
2: Well, all the appeals have been rejected internally. The only way is a miracle. Uh, Iranian government has rejected all the appeals and uh we're um we're talking with Iran for the first time in, in since 1979 the hostage crisis and we're t- uh talking about them over nuclear issues isis different issues we're speaking with Iran working with Iran in, at some capacity and uh we're pressuring our government the us government to um really Iran has to show some good faith effort some show some trust building action and um release of Saeed would be um, we're pressuring our government to um, ask Iran for the release of Said as a, as a good faith effort, as a, as a, as a sign of trust, trust building. Kenneth Bay was released in the same way. I think the North Korean government wanted to start building some kind of trust and as talks with the U.S. And uh, we're talking with Iran and we're not demanding that this pastor be released who's being held illegally. Is there a particular
1: congressman or somebody at the State Department that has been helpful to you?
2: There's been a lot of congressmen and senators helpful. Um, Senator Ted Cruz and Rand Paul have been um, very um, uh, helpful, but um, congressmen um, uh, Wolf and Chris Smith and Meadows and many, many have had a lot of support from both Congress and Senate, um, and they've 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 really uh, taken this on. This is a religious freedom issue, core value to our country. And uh, so there's been a lot of people. Uh, I just returned from DC a few days ago and I've had a lot of support from Congress and, and the Senate on um, doing what they can to bring Said home.
1: And mention uh, my dear friend, Jay Sekulow with American Center for Law and Justice. I know his attorney is your attorney. Uh, Mr. Clark is with us listening on the phone today to make sure you uh, say all the right things. Uh, how has that organization been helpful? And, and talk about the petition.
2: Yes, uh, Matthew Clark actually works for um, Jay Sekula, who, who, Jay Sekula, who, um, uh, who is, uh, is responsible, uh, heads the American Center for Law and Justice. They've been a great organization. They've really, really been godsend uh, for me. They took this cause on from day one when Saeed was put under house arrest. I've uh, gotten the Un- United Nations involved in speaking out about Said and, and then Justice there. They've gotten the European Parliament involved. They uh, helped raise awareness um, with the news outlets such as Fox and CNN and so on. So they've really been a great voice on this religious freedom issue and for our family.
1: Well, that's uh, reassuring. I know Jay has been a dear friend to military chaplains over the year. and And how can people sign a petition to help Pastor Saeed? Where should they go?
2: Um, SaveSaeed.com will lead you to um, a site that has information on Saeed, has petitions on letters you can write and um, and the ways you, you can co- uh, contact our government officials and speaking out for Saeed and um, securing his release. Now I know some citizens
1: have been writing to him in prison in Iran. Is there any indication he has received those letters from Americans? And when he writes back, what does he say about what he's doing there?
2: Well, um, there hasn't been really, uh, they haven't let him have any of the mails, but his parents who were visiting him in prison were telling him about the mails. I was receiving some of these mails, and I was able to convey that to his family to get to him. So he was hearing a lot about the mails, and messages people were giving him he heard about the prayer vigils we had um, over 600 locations cities across the US and 39 countries joined on September 26th on his second year anniversary in prison and he was encouraged um just uh, it's been hard it's been a hard battle standing for his faith in such a dark prison he's been beaten um, tortured and um, to know that people are standing with him are praying for him has really encouraged him
1: and is he witnessing the gospel of Jesus Christ to other prisoners there?
2: Well, uh, early on in, in his imprisonment, and Evan, there was you know um, things that came out that he had been sharing his faith, and you know that's who Saeed is. You know, I, I can't imagine anything else. He he's in in a dark place where there's people who are on death row who are hopeless, and he has the answer to um, he has the answer to salvation to life. To peace in the midst of storms, and uh, said, said his heart was was to tell anyone or everyone about how God has changed had changed his life from religion to relationship through Jesus Christ.
1: Well, that is very inspiring to me personally. Uh, as a former Navy chaplain, I've endured a little bit of persecution, but nothing like what your husband is going through. And for him to stand tall, to refuse to renounce his faith in Christ to stand boldly as a witness in the darkest of places imaginable, where he has been tortured, where he has been imprisoned. Uh, But he is talking about Jesus Christ and showing love to his fellow prisoners, even behind bars. I am personally inspired. And I wonder uh, if you would mind if I said a prayer with you for his release and his safety.
2: Amen, yes, please go.
1: Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name and we join our hearts with all of the television viewers from around America. And Father, we ask that you would intervene, that you would help release Pastor Saeed Abedini from that jail. And Father, he is falsely accused and you know that's not a crime, but God, let his light shine so brightly among his persecutors that they are influenced to accept the the gospel of Jesus Christ and Mm -hmm. repent of their sins. And Father, I pray that even as his work is now being accomplished, that you will keep him safe and secure and reassure his family and bring him back to America very soon in good health in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you Nagme, you are an inspiration to me. Ladies and gentlemen, please call our toll-free prayer line at 866 obey god if you need prayer and Our guest has been Nagme Abedini. SaveSaid.com, sign the petition. We'll see you next time.